This episode of the Cyborg Crew has been brought to you by Lucky 13 Tattoo Aftercare. Hey guys, uh, Tony here, and uh, it's no secret, I've got a couple tattoos. And uh, I like to make sure those tattoos stay looking good. And one of the coolest ways that I find to keep my tattoos looking good is Lucky 13. Um, found out about Lucky 13 a while ago, and uh, I just, I think it's a great product. You know, they've got a tattoo balm, they've got it in a tube, they've got it in a tin, and they've got a cleanser and healing ointment. Um, cleanser's the best on a fresh tattoos, and the balm you can use from a brand new tattoo to a tattoo that you've had for years. Look, a lot of my tattoos I've had since I was 18 years old. That's 12, 13 years ago now. And uh, with Lucky 13, those tattoos look just as pristine as the day that they got put on. And, uh, you know, all natural ingredients with Lucky 13. Uh, things like aloe vera, avocado oil, beeswax, coconut extract. Like, just stuff that's good for your skin. And anything that's good to put on your skin and goes in your skin can also help nourish it better. Uh, Lucky 13 even has a fact test about how it works, how to use it, and what product would be best for you. Uh, they've been talked about on NBC, USA Today, CBS, and Fox. It's just a fantastic product with thousands of great reviews and the fact that they donate to the Impact Melanoma Organization to help educate people of the importance of skin cancer prevention and early detection awareness. It's an all-around great company. When I feel like taking care of my tattoos, I definitely make sure that I hit up Lucky13 at protectyourink.com. Protectyourink.com, and if you use the code that comic Tony, that's T H A T C O M I C T O N Y, you can get twenty five percent off your order. That's right, listeners of this show that use the code that comic Tony at checkout can get twenty five percent off their order. I think that's pretty badass, a lucky thirteen. So let's support a company that does a lot to help prevent skin cancer around the world and that keeps our tattoos looking great. Lucky thirteen tattoo at protectyourink.com. Guys, guys, yeah, first of all, thanks for listening to another episode of the Sidewalk Crew. Um, thank y'all for coming, as always, uh, it's much appreciated. Um, you know, usually uh, I have comics on, and stereotypically we have guys that are, uh, that are folks that I see a lot on, um, and then uh, I kind of got to a point where I was like, yo, we're gonna, we're gonna, I promise y'all better scheduling, uh, I promise y'all consistent content. And I promise you'll fire episodes. So uh, I went to the interwebs, as you do. And I went to Facebook. And I put out a post like, yo, who wants on, basically? And uh, through a friend, uh, somebody sends me a message. And they were like, so I know somebody who does, like, infusions. And I'm like, of? And they're like, you know, just amazing shit and I'm like oh sweet fuck I'm down so let me get a contact and she tags him in it so I now have here with me um no yeah 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 no, it's, it's okay something. nobody can remember mine it's so uh, terrible it's like I hate Naja Naja Chef Naja Naja Chef Naja Naja yeah ready what's good man no great job man I mean you did better than most most people actually just say it wrong you actually took your time and gave me a chance to jump in. And the black in me said, Naja! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, I, I don't like, I can't. Nobody said, nobody ever fucked up my name. Like, oh, I mean, just Rod, Rodriguez, Rodriguez. And like, I get, I get Gonzo for my middle name a lot. I don't like that. Like, I'm not a Muppet. 
Yeah. I'm not a mother that fucks chickens. I get nauseous. Nauseous? Why? And I don't make you sick. That's crazy. I like. I fix you. If anything, I fix you. I don't make you sick. Unless we're out drinking together and you can't hang. I mean, it's my, not my fault. But yeah, I tried. <laughs> I fed you. I did feed you. Dude, dope cat. Really dope cat. He's he's a nuisance. He's my wife's. No. He's he's a he know what it is. It's he know. Okay. He see a bad bitch. He, he, don't he, he don't know what to do. He don't know what to do. It's okay, boo boo. I love the Prince guitar. I just seen that. Yeah. That, so that's actually a Dean Michael Schechter V. Uh, a uh, it's uh the, it wasn't the first electric I've had, but it's definitely the longest guitar I've had. I've I've played a lot. That guitar's been in a lot of different buildings. I love it. That's dope. Played a lot of different shows. Played a lot of cool music. Purple and black. Can't go wrong with that. You know yeah, the purple was because of, I had a buddy who had a pink duct tape guitar, and not to be outdone, I was like, well, I'll purple up the bottom side of my guitar. And you did that. Yeah. Respectfully, and you even left a little something for me. That black is dope. No, I mean, you should play that right damn now at the Black Theater Fest. <laughs> I lying. Or if, just walk around with it. I, I could probably I could probably still get halfway through like when the doves cry. Like Oh maybe. I think uh, like I play I play a lot I played a lot of different music. I listen to everything. Yeah, same. I listen to literally everything. I was listening to Kurt Franklin on my way here. I'm totally kidding, I was not. Kurt like, Franklin. No, no. Kurt Franklin is the so Lavelle Crawford is on stage at an award show, gets pulled up on stage by Mr. Brown at an award show. Uh, I think Steve Harvey's hosting, I think Michael Ja White and um, your girl that's on uh, Blackish that was from Girlfriends. Oh, um, uh, yeah, Tracy Ellsworth? Yes. Yes. He- yes. And um, they're, they're given an award. And uh, they go off on each other. And then for some reason, they drag Kirk Franklin into it. And it's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my Dude, life. Dude, I was just watching him dance in his tiny pants. That's why I brought it up. I guess I was just like so shocked that his pants were so tight. Like, how do you breathe? Like, how do you breathe? I guess through the. Grace's Jesus, goodness of the Lord got you in them pants, honey. Cause Lord have mercy. Something's keeping that man afloat. Them was some dick chokers. I ain't mad at him though. <laughs> I ain't mad at him though. Praise the Lord. I couldn't. I my feet would fall asleep. Dude, like <laughs> my damn thighs won't even. What the hell? I was I was looking at that shit like you know what body goals. Okay then, for like a lady though. I didn't know what I was. I thought I was looking at a bald lady. Doing like you know the James Brown, he was killing it though, <laughs> killing it, killing it. Tight ass pants on. Go ahead, crazy. High, <laughs> high tight pants. <laughs> Why, Kurt? Holy pants. Those are what I call holy pants. They was baptized in, at Usadia Baptist. Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> skinny jeans. Lucas was on the ones and twos. <laughs> They didn't make a lot of offerings that day. They got about fifty dollars, or they had, you know, Popeyes just, you know, came around the corner last week, so you know, ties and offering been a little short. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll that and inflation. That <laughs> mostly inflation. Mostly inflation. I feel like, dude, what the fuck? Mostly inflation. Like I've I've been I've been in Greensboro for. Uh, I've been living on uh, better yet. I've been living on this side of Greensboro for four and a half five years, mm-hmm. and like this when. Like, the first apartment I had was, like, over on the east side. And, like, it was... I remember what I was paying for a two-bedroom over there. Oh, my God. I paid three-something for my first one-bedroom in, like, 2008, nine. I don't even... I think it was 2008. It was $300. When I moved from there, it was only, like, 450 Then I moved from there, it was still 450 I think within the last two years, it's just been, like, woo! This is, this is a grand... 
This, this ain't this, bad. It's bigger than my place. And my place right now is cheaper than the grand for sure. But we keep trying to move because we just had our baby boy and have an 11 year old. So it's like, you know, it's tight. And then with my catering business, it's just been ridiculous. Like everything's piling up. Storage is piling up. This is piling up. And it's like, I mean, we don't want to commit to buying a house right now because it's like, you know, what if we want to fucking move, which we really do. Who the hell wants to stay here? It's nothing like weed isn't legal. So why am I here? That, that's that's a fair point, but I will say this this might not be a bad place to say just because like the the way for some odd reason the state's starting to become more like popular, and it's nobody knows why. Nobody really knows why. Because um, people thought it was cheaper, cheaper to live here. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's it's definitely not cheaper if you come from up north though. Now we have the same prices as up north because my dad lives in like a two a four bedroom house. Twelve fifty. Yes, yeah. And then you know, on and on, you know, it goes like that. So it's like that's why he was like, you might as well just move up here because you're paying the same price regardless. But it used to be back then where I used to laugh at my little brother like, you're paying seventeen hundred for a two bedroom. You're crazy. And he's like, oh, it's kind of in the hood. I'm like, bro, that's a house down here. That's a four bedroom house down here at the time. Now, that's like a two bedroom. Yeah, maybe. If you're lucky with a yard. Yard. At least. <laughs> now, my dad does not have a yard, but it's Philly, so it's like, you know. I mean, I got I got a window. I need, and everybody's like, there's grass out back. And I'm like, yo, like, I'm 31 years old. Like, it's not that I don't like kids. It's like, just it, the way the world is today, I ain't trying to be around nobody's group of kids. Yeah. Unsupervised by other, like, just, I understand you, and like, I'm not saying kids, like, shouldn't be running around and playing and shit. But, like, if, if like, if you don't see other, like, adults around, you got to be, like, if you see them, like, fucking up. Like, you if something bad happens, you got to be, like, hey, yo, man, chill. Yeah. But, like, if, if it's just kids and they're, like, hi, you can be, like, hello. And they'll be, like, do you want it? It's, like, no, I can't. No, yeah. thank you. And well, it's not out of no disrespect. It's, it's just, just easier when it's not, like, a part, like how I'm living, like, in an apartment. It's, like, yo, it's just, like, ugh, you see these kids acting a fool. You definitely got to be the adult and say something. Or choose to say fuck it but usually my daughter's out there so i'm like nah let me go ahead and check these motherfuckers real quick yeah because if something hit my car i'm fucking everybody up mm -hmm. starting with your parents first i'm gonna whoop their ass then i gotta get you because I, I i did the right thing though first i came to your mama i can't help the fact that she lost now mm -hmm. i'm whooping everybody ass because something doesn't happen to my car but like when i was living in the house man yard cool i can go out buck naked maybe depending if the neighbor's outside even if they outside bitch look the other way it's my yard. No, nah, let me stop. That's so public and decency. I wouldn't do that. But I would go on the balcony and be like, whoop. And then I'd go back in. <laughs> but it's something about having that space, that peace, that I don't have to worry about if I'm playing my music too loud. If I'm, if you can smell the smoke through the vents. If I'm, When I'm cooking my butter, can, is it fucking with your shit downstairs or upstairs? You know, so especially living here in the south where, I mean, it's getting a little more lenient. You can buy Fireball at the gas station now. Yeah, well, there's so there's there's just I'll uh when, when we get done with all this, I'll I'll, I'll talk about a couple of places in town I know where things have gotten crazy. Wow! Like as far as like like you would think you were somewhere else. Yeah, like, I did. I looked to the left and I was like, let me go get my ID because at first I wasn't even about to buy. I, I was just going in there for like some smokes and then it was like, oh, hello. Yeah, this is. Hmm. Did I wake up in? Where am I? Like I'm literally like, where am I? Is am this? I, do I, is this Baltimore? And like, you can't what? do that shit 
in Philly, in Jersey, and uh, I don't think in New York. So my brother always cracks shit on me. My, um, one of my brothers that lives in uh, up north, he's like, so you can't drink and drive, but y'all sell liquor and beer at a gas station? I was like, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I can remember being like, like we used to go, like if you were in, like if you were in Yonkers or if you were any anywhere, like I could walk into a, a corner store that was like just a, a gas station and mm-hmm. like certain gas stations you had liquor like and it was just like sitting at like it was like you know condiments like that yeah. that blew my mind because like the first time I went up there and then like I finally understood what my buddies that I met in life that had moved down yeah here had like because they used to look at me like what do you mean alcohol board we mean you yeah. can't buy booze on Sundays like yeah why, why does everything close at 2? I thought it was crazy that you could buy liquor on Sunday. I was like, dang, what are we going to do? You can't buy liquor today. Why not? We, I was I was 16 years old, and we got in a car with some guys from high school. And we decided we were going to go drink, and it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, like, so you could ride to Fayetteville, and if you could get on base, they sold liquor on Sundays. So we had this <laughs> crazy-ass plan. We scrounged up all the money we had. Which ended up being like north of two hundred dollars. Damn. And we got down to Fayetteville, which at, at the time this was like two thousand eight. So like, okay, it, that's a lot. It cost us like forty dollars to get down there. Oh, that's good. Forty bucks, that ain't bad. Yeah, forty dollars to get down there and back. That's like a hundred. No, let me stop. Let me stop. Man, I think we gave somebody like a hundred and twenty bucks, and we got like two bottles of liquor out of it. Which, when you're seventeen, eighteen, that works. Sixteen years old, that's awesome. And then you finally turn twenty one. You walk into a liquor store and like. You see the Burnett. The the first person, the first person that you really hate in your life is the first person you realize that was like somebody's older brother, somebody's cousin that you trusted to be responsible with your money. No. And Actually, the person I gave my first dollars to to get me a um bottle, he did good. He got me Tillamardu gin, I think. Tillamardu wasn't bad, right? That's not bad. I don't drink gin, though. And I took a sip, and I said, what the fuck is this? I gave it to my parents. Yo, gin, like, uh, gin was always the one. Like, I used to drink, and I don't drink really anymore. Like, I've I've had maybe five in the past five years. Like, I just, Mm. like, I I don't drink like that. I Mm -hmm. really just don't. I'm a drink champion. (laughs) But, like... With 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 abstaining like that for the for the amount of time, it's just like. Well, it's a, I don't drink liquor like that. Mm-hmm. I should say like I'll, if if I go out to a mic, sometimes I'll you have a beer. beer or something. Yeah, but okay. like I don't. I hate beer. I don't drink like well. It's and like I used to sell the shit out of it. That was my job. <laughs> well, and that was. And I was good at it. It was just it's more of a social thing. Like it's like and a lot mm-hmm. of times if I go somewhere normally it'll be like a diet coke or water. Or something, yeah. But okay. Like, I just don't like drink like that no more. But now, back in the day, like five years ago, I like if it like tequila. I couldn't find enough tequila. They didn't make enough tequila. They they did. They did. No, no, they didn't make enough. I distinctly, I distinctly remember the bar that I was frequenting at the time, looking at me and being like, I was like, let me get a shot. And they're like, we're out. And I was like, what? And they were like, you've been here for four hours. I was like, yeah, you're out. You're out. (laughs) You are done, sir. I'm like, other people have been drinking tequila. And they're like, Tony, you are the only person that comes in here and drinks that tequila. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm not. And like, Lunazul was my shit for the longest. Lunazul. A fantastic, it's still my shit. It's a fantastic mid shelf tequila. Delicious. Fantastic mid shelf tequila. How could they make tequila that damn delicious? For that price. For that price, bro. 
Man, after that, I didn't look at Fireball again until today when I saw it at the Speedway or wherever the hell I was at. I said, is this really happening? We used to go to, um, um, oh, fuck, uh, right across the street from Tuck, Mother Tucker's. Um, but Corner Bar, Corner Bar. We used to do Corner Bar, and they would do uh, ski shots at Corner Bar. They had like a ski where you put like four or five shot glasses in it, and everybody would oh. do it with each other. But for some odd reason, you'd ask for a ski shot, and the default was Fireball. I don't know why... But like, Better than a fucking pickleback. I was picklebacks are amazing. You are gross. Picklebacks are fantastic. I'd rather do a pancake breakfast if I do tequila. No, I mean, uh, bur- uh, whiskey, right? Bushmills. It's Bushmills, butter shots, orange juice, and Baltimore. They give you bacon. Don't you turn your nose up to that, sir? That is a delicious drink. It's heavy. You're how dare you? I understand I'm heavy as well, but no, like, you're disrespectful is what I was gonna say, <laughs> and that was great. I should have took it. Damn, it was a great setup. No, I was going to say you're disrespectful. No, with the bacon? I just, what the fuck, you bacon? Like, bacon was killing me. Pickle juice? Yeah. Pickle juice. Best chicken brown on the planet. How dare you? Oh, effort. yes. Now you've redeemed yourself. Best chicken brown on the planet. What? <laughs> You speaking to a sister soul here tonight. Like, you know what? You know it is good. It's, it's a few other things you can do to make some fried chicken, though. It is. It is. It is. But but I ain't going to give away the secrets. I don't need my no. sisters coming after me. No, no. Nobody needs Nobody needs to know. Uh, nobody needs to know you all know. that. I've got to teach my wife. That I find it funny. I tell everybody all the time because, like, I, I, I came up around, like, not, uh, you know, being, being uh, a, a white kid who's half Latin, who doesn't realize he's white until... Holy like, shit, I thought you were just literally Latin. Middle school, no. Okay, no. then go. No, my mom is, uh, my mom's from Appalachia, North Carolina. Okay. Um, which, I mean, like, I love going up there and hanging out. It's, it's, like it's that. chill. My man was at It's yeah. chill. Oh, yeah, App State's fire. Yeah, he's uh, on a track scholarship. That's, uh, that's Boone, that's about, they, so yeah. they were from, uh, West Jefferson, which isn't far, actually... Some it's of the best cheese there. you can buy in North Carolina. Why you ain't me the cheese was that good? Is it? Is no, it a place? It's a place called Ash County Cheese in what? West Jefferson, North Carolina. Okay. Some of the best homemade cheese you can buy in North Carolina. I've been, I've been looking for burrata cheese. I want to do something fun with You can get. Cheese. I'm talking everything up there. If you go up there during the right time, you can tour the factory. They make fudge. They make dreamsicle fudge. That's crazy. I'm just. I actually just did a recipe today with some infused fudge, like. I know, I fucked up. I, well, it needed to cool. Well, I mean, well no, I can't eat. I'm diabetic, so I can't eat. Fudge, fudge might kill me. Okay, then. Well, the meatballs are equally as delicious, so you'll be fine. No, no, I'm not saying so. So, that's... Um, my brother was diabetic. I totally um, get it. Yeah. I, I, well, I've, I've gotten Let's recent see. good news from a doctor that shows I'm on great steps. You know, I don't... I don't I'm not saying a whole, whole lot out loud to the, like, major, major public yet, because I, I just don't like... I don't want to jinx anything. Like I'm, I'm walking outdoors, like looking for houses and pianos to fall on my head and shit. Yeah, because I'm in like, that yo, good of a mood. This is too good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is what? Back up yeah. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> I had a fly fly around me the other day and left like it was a yellow jacket. And everybody was like, "Why was that? That fly's got a disease on it." Yeah, like yeah. that one does. They're like, "That's what monkey pox is." Yeah, it's right there. The flies. It's through the flies. Right there. They call it monkey pox. Mm-hmm. To throw us off, man. Now let me stop. <laughs> but um, so I've been an avid. Uh, uh, an avid proponent of marijuana almost my entire career. Um, I went to well my entire comic comedy career. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, I uh, I started smoking pot when I was like thirteen years old, and um, I uh, I got in trouble for it real young. 
but I can, that's the one I carried with me. Unfortunately, when I was older, I got really into cocaine mm-hmm. and it was like a long period there. And like, I hid it from everybody. I hid it really, really mm-hmm. well. And I ended up going to rehab, uh, almost five years ago and getting rid of that. And mm-hmm. then I stayed subtly sober for a minute and, uh, I just didn't like the amount of, um, nootropics and psychotropic drugs they had me on. I didn't, it just wasn't a good, like the combination worked for me, but I didn't feel yeah. like that. So I took, I took some friends advice and went and saw some people and I started smoking again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was at that point that I made a, a, a journey onto the world of infused food mm-hmm. and uh, edibles and things like that. And as somebody who very rarely dabbled in it myself, you know, just procuring it through mm-hmm. people. So uh, I, I believe that it's, it's a medicine more than anything else. Yeah. I believe that more people on, on the planet should use it. I believe you've legalized it. Half the people that you think would use it wouldn't. And most yep. of the people, a lot of the people that did would just stop. Uh, it's not as hard to control as you think it is. And I mean, like the, the revenue off of it, well, I mean, like we could get, we'd be out of debt in years. If you take the numbers that they made in Colorado, the first year of legalization, you could, you could fix a lot of stuff, but not to get political because I don't, I I don't do. Me neither, but you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, it's just a moneymaker. It's a moneymaker for everybody. It creates generational wealth for a lot of people. A lot of my brothers and sisters, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm not talking about like my actual brothers and sisters, but like brothers and sisters out here are actually dabbling into like getting um actual what is it? Um weed shops, like dispensaries. Dispensaries. They're doing dispensaries, dispensaries grow farms, yeah. like all of that. And it's money and that's the goal. Well, like if everybody if we all just started creating a like a, a path to generational wealth, eventually this that's really how what is it? I was watching Deja Bell. It's like, how can we rise and overcome? I'm creating generational wealth. Yeah. Everybody being in the same class so that we can really fix shit. So, but that's all the politics I got for you. But infused foods for me is what I wanted to. I mean, my parents both cooked. My dad was in the food industry for a really long time. And then I went to culinary school at GTCC out here um, in High Point. And I started, I, I started taking music at GTA. Bet. Bet. And I love the school. I mean, I, I learned a lot there. Bacon, culinary, hospitality, all of that is just something that I really... I love it. There's nothing else I want to do. Being a mompreneur, as I say, is something that this is something that will just never die. People are always going to have to eat. People are always going to want to eat no matter. I mean, I've been dabbling in a vegetarian and vegan. And of course, I can't let bacon go. So it's just like, look, I'm, I'm working on me. God forgives me. But <laughs> I, um, I, I really just believe in and I'm the type of person like when it comes to cooking with it it's like i need to know exactly what strain it is who's this mama who's this daddy who's the sister mama because everybody i need to know who is involved with this grain right here the strain right here so i can understand okay i don't need to sit up here and blow your brain out with this shit you know what i'm saying you can get high if you like i used to tell people when i bartended if a long island is not strong enough for you you needed to start with a shot you know what i'm saying you need to be taking shots or something because it's nothing but, like, my shit is nothing but fire. So if you tell me, oh, no, like, can you give me something super strong? Absolutely. But I've had people who it was so strong that they got scared. Yeah. Like, you know, it, I've been so high that I was like, Lord, please, I promise you I will never again. Of course I'm gonna. But <laughs> I, uh, I, one time, uh, I had uh, the craziest high I've ever been. Uh, I had a, uh, I just bought a, and these were, there's these things called happy sticks that made it over to the East Coast via some, some people I know. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Those are triple stacks. That's another. Oh, okay. Another, the, I usually take those Lingo. at Beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, uh, they're like little vapes, like the glass screw on vapes. Okay, okay. Um, and this is before the whole fake vapes thing happened. Yeah. Like this was, this was two thousand. Uh, it's been like seven, eight years ago, and they. Uh, I, I just got one from a buddy of mine, and the the 
smoker that I had it on was a, it wasn't a folder or I couldn't you couldn't collapse into itself. So it was just a long like pen stick like yeah. a, like a cigarette vape. And I had it stuck in my pocket, and I went to step up on a stage. I was working at a bar at security, and I went to step up on stage with clothes, and I'm wrapping up cords. And I hear, in my pocket, and I'm like, <gasps> and I pull it out of my pocket. And the guy who owns the bar, my boss, walks up, and he goes, oh, no. And I'm like, what do I do? He was like, man, we got we to gotta, we gotta be smart men about this. And I unscrew it and don't realize he's going to the bar to get me a shot glass so we can wrap it in saran wrap. And he was like, dude, we can put it in the dab rig when you get home. Okay. I don't realize he's doing that, and he watches in horror as I – pull out the atomizer and proceed to take a one gram shot of 97% full spectrum THC liquid. How did that go? Yo, that was the, that was a crazy two days. Let me tell you. Two whole days? Two days. Whole days. Two days. On the second day, I rose and said, water. Lord have mercy. I felt so bad the first time I made snickerdoodle cookies. I was trying out recipes. Finally, I got it to where it was like melting your mouth sexy. And I'm talking that shit, good God almighty. Just put it on your nipples and just have a great time. It was so delicious. And my, it was my mom's birthday, and we didn't do that, like put it on our nipples or well, anything. Well, I mean, of course. We naturally. celebrated first, then the, the, not. <laughs> well, that, that's how it goes, you know. I mean. It's always celebration. Later. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my sister and I are just smashing, like, yo, I did it. These are great. Eating dinner, because we're at uh, this place at a restaurant. Eating, chilling, having a great time. Eventually, I'm talking to my mom. I do this shit on a regular. I'm high, but I'm like, yo, I'm, I mean, I'm high as shit. But I'm like, I'm cool. I completely forgot my sister was there, though. I think everybody did. She's sitting beside me, and she's just like, can I get some water? I don't know what, who shade she was wearing or where they came from because she had nothing with her. And she was like, Naja, just on my way home, I was just praying to God. Like, I, the lines was crossing. I was so scared. And ever since then, and that was like two years ago, she's never, she won't do it. She just won't do it. I did an infused five-course meal for her. That was before that incident. And, <laughs> I mean, we had colossal shrimp. We had Alfredo. We had smoked chicken all kinds of shit. And um, all infused. Bless that baby heart. That might have been strike two then. Fuck it. It was good for me. I mean, it. so I my experience when it comes to the level of infusing that you do, um, is for in personal life, uh, my wife does a little bit of decarbing, um, yeah. you know, for, for just little small stuff. And she's made some interesting things. I've made some butter in my time and stuff like that. However, um, a few years back, uh, I got to journey out West, uh, with a buddy of mine and we got to go to an infusion restaurant uh, mm-hmm. outside of Vegas. And they, so they tell me when I go in, they tell me when I go in, they're like, Hey, and, uh, I, I'm trying to explain <laughs> to them that, you know, I'm a professional. <laughs> I've been, you know, that everything's I, fine. Like, like I know what I'm rolling into, and like <clears throat> I felt like I was being like, you know, not necessarily down on, but I felt like I was being like parented really hard. Mm-hmm. And um, I found out very quickly that it was for my safety, because uh, when they said everything, they meant everything. Okay. Like dude. the water was infused. The water yeah. was like the yeah the water's infused with it uh, with like a, a delta eight. You know that what they the could hell? use to run. What is this? Like, 
me the damn name of this place. I couldn't tell you. You I get on my damn nerves. Why are you going to do some shit like that to me? The water infused and you can't tell me where you got well, the water? Well, you can buy the water. I know where the water's at right now. Well, you thank God. But what about the rest of it? The condiments, the soap. The... No, let me see. I, I, I have had, I have had, infu I've never had infused, infused soap. soap. I've never had it. infused soap. Okay. I've had infused shampoo. Word. Uh, lotion and um, lip balm. What is it? You Does it work, you think? You think it's worth it? It's so, if, I can tell you in my experience, the the shampoo was awesome. Okay. Like, the shampoo was awesome. What did like, it smell like? It, uh. OG Skunk 40? No, it smelled like tea tree oil. Okay, there you go. Smelled like tea tree oil and eucalyptus. Okay. And, I mean, it was. Real tree. Uh, it was well put together. Yeah, like yeah. real tree? <laughs> yeah. Well put Earth. together. But, like, it definitely had, like, earthy tones. And you could tell it was, like, earthy yeah. weed that they made it with. You could. But okay. it was. I mean, it was some of the, it's some of the very few inland, I know I got fine hair, mm -hmm. but like, it was like, if I don't, you know, like I'm condition exactly my hair, hair it, yeah. it gets frizzy. Okay. Like my, my shit, like which hair's out and it'll like fucking okay. just stay. Then he's like, oh, he's Puerto Rican. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely, he's Puerto Rican. Yeah. Are you Puerto Rican? No, no, Mexican. Mexican. He's Mexican. He's yeah. totally Mexican. Yeah. Ooh, you got to get that right these days. Somebody told me that the other day. I said, I'm sorry. I, it's so, I, I didn't really, uh, funny story about that. I never really knew. That I was anything different till I was like ten because like I used to hang out with everybody, mm -hmm. and then like when I changed schools and I went to a more a school that was more in a rural area, like somebody was like, "Hey, why are you hanging out with those kids?" And I'm like, "What do you mean those kids? Like you mean these kids?" And they were like, "I mean like everybody that you're hanging out with isn't white." And I'm like, S "What do you mean?" They're like, "Well, you're a white dude," and I'm like, "I don't understand what you mean. Like it, it, race was not a concept to me. You understand what I'm saying?" Like, there was no, like, because... no. Well, my, my granddad was always... Yo, my granddad, like, I remember talking to him about the experience, and he was like, yo. And, like, this this was a old... Uh, he did not say yo. This was a... <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather was from Lansing, North Carolina. Okay. He was born in 46. Uh, best man that ever walked the face of the earth, in my opinion. But everybody says that about their grandfather. You know, or the, everybody's got that well, male figure that they say no, that I'm about. No, I'm kidding. My granddad was great. Yeah. But, so, he... Uh, I remember him telling me, he was like, yo, people are just people. And, like, he just, the way he broke it down for me, it stuck. And I never questioned that. And it wasn't until, you know, high school where I was sitting there walking around. I was like, why is this such a major thing for everybody? Like, what what yeah. made it a difference? And then, stereotypically, because of that, I ended up hanging out with way less white people than that. And that's something that kind of, like, influenced the relationship that I ended up having with my own mom and my mm -hmm. grandma later in life. Because, like... I never noticed some of the things that they said when I was younger because I was young and I didn't hear it from them. Mm -hmm. But then, like, I'd hear something that they said said by somebody another way and I'd be like, oh, like, that wasn't... But, like, they didn't know it out of... Out it, of it wasn't ignorant to them at the time. Well, they were ignorant to what it was... Really, yes, yes. They they didn't know it out of out of hatefulness. They yeah. knew it out of ignorance. Yeah. It was just they heard it somewhere when it was okay to say that in public forum. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. before it was something else, right? So. Shit, I done been through it. I mean, not like, I mean, re honestly, I haven't really had to deal with, like, things like that until I got into, like, the service industry. It's been, I mean, that's why I'm, like, so avid about, like, just being an entrepreneur and doing my own thing. Because the more I stay in the service industry, the longer I'm, like, oh, my God, get me the fuck out of here. And it's not, and I loved it. I mean, I love food and I love hospitality and I love making people happy and I'm damn good at my job I am damn good at my job I'm like they don't want me to leave and I didn't I didn't left I didn't gotten a damn altercations not out of like I'm just a bitch but it's just like look it comes to a point where you have to be like okay look 
if I don't stand up now, I'm just going to be a rollover, pushover, you think you can talk to me, any kind of way type of person. And if it, if it eventually got to where it's like, okay, enough is enough. Like, enough is enough. I know I'm young, and I know, I, you know, because coming in as a young black woman in this establishment where the older black men and the older white man pretty much run this shit, and then you have to come in and kind of be authoritative and like, okay, I'm a manager. You have to respect what I have to say. And But with like work, okay, so aside from the customers working with like the people, you know, my people, I love them. Um, great ass team. You know, you have your people that are in, they're out because, you know, it is what it is. It's a restaurant industry. People come, people go. Oh, it's fluxy. It's fluxy it's, hell. Oh, turnover, especially after the pandemic. It's just nasty. But, um... Used to somebody like they've been there for a long time if they've been there for six months. Yeah, I mean, if I remember your name, shit, you gonna make it. Well, like, yeah, I mean, you yeah, gonna, you, yeah. I think you gonna make it. But I mean, just trying to earn that respect. It's like you know what? I'll show you that I can do it, and I can do it. Like fuck your attitude. Like I mean, you can like you can get the fuck on somewhere. Like I can let me handle this real quick, and then we'll handle what we gotta handle. But right now, let's just uh, the primary job is to get this food up out of here. We're selling groceries right now. That's all we're doing. So. When it comes to, like, the people, though, when I was at Foothills Brewing, I mean, it was dope. I mean, you had your people because it's the middle of fucking downtown. Shit got wild. And it's like, you know, college, you know, colleges was coming through. You had your people like, I mean, your cool ass, you know, people are all about beer. People who camp out for beer and shit. Your nerds. You had your hippies. Your, it was just a dope vibe. So I never really got to, I never had to deal with, like, corporate dicks all the time right maybe in the morning you know because the businesses are open you might have some people traveling they staying at the marriott or whatever they come through they hear about this place whatever but um i never had to deal with like a bunch of corporate dumbasses and people who just make this money and they feel like they can treat you any kind of way and i got to where i'm at now at this job and it's like when the country club is closed that's where they go and these fuckers are mean. And I mean mean for sport. It's like sometimes they're just... I had, I mean, I've been shooed by people. I've Somebody attempted to cuss at me until he shut the fuck up cussing at me. And then that was it. That was it. And then... But it's so stressful. And people wanted... Like during the pandemic, oh, let's save our restaurants. And then we, we survived through it. And they just come and they're just... Why isn't this the same? Why can't we get this? And why... Oh, God. When the pandemic was still going on and we were open... Why can't we sit together? Bitch. People are still dying. You are lucky we are fucking open. Now, and I used to tell them, look, at your house, y'all can sit as close as you want to. In my house, it's going to be five right here and five right here. But, I mean, talking, it's just, people are just, they, they're they mean. So, I was like, you know what? Before y'all robbed me of my spirit and my, especially my chef spirit, I worked hard on that. It's about to go down. But uh, working on my chef spirit, like, you're not going to take that from me. Like, that's, I went to school for it. I lost time with my daughter. Like, you know, just going to school, working and all this shit. I lost so much time, like, just being a parent and being a sister and being, you know, all these things. Just because it's like, I'm coming here to do this. And it's something I love to do. But y'all don't know that you are sucking the blood out of people. Like, that's why being an entrepreneur is so easy. I can pick my clientele. I can deal with okay, I'm only going to take a party of 100, but, you know, we work this menu out together. Like, I get my clients involved. Like, no, let's create a menu together. I have shit that you can look at, but no, let's let's create this together. I want to have a creative, like, um, I want to have a creative communication with you. I want you to feel like you're a chef, too. You, you know what I'm saying? And then I just, you know, make it beautiful for you. So 
I mean, working in this industry, it's, it's rough, especially now. I mean, people really wanted us to make it through the pandemic. I mean, and it was easy for people to become little mini edible chefs during the pandemic, too. But now they're where are they? Or they're scattered here and there. And it's like, I mean, the consistency part of it. Like, it was, you can tell, like, who was just about the quick drop, quick money real quick. And it's like, nah, I'm in it for the long haul. Like, I don't just do, I do, I did edibles to, like, pass the time. Like, cheesecakes and brownies and, like, gourmet shit. I mean, but, like, a brownie bite with ganache and strawberries infused on top of it and shit like that. That's what I do. I'm not just going to give you a brownie square. Fuck out of here with that. I'm a grown-ass woman. I ain't giving you no damn brownie square. That's not what That's not what I do. I can send you to somebody who does that shit. But mine, nah. Like, I mean, it's... I do some dope shit with my stuff. When did, when did you know you wanted to cook? When, um, when was that? Like, like not necessarily infused, but in general. What, what, in general? What you... um, I was probably about 13. It, we grew up, like I said, it was uh, about five kids growing up in a household when my brother was down from uh, Jersey. Um... And we did not have money at all. Like, so, I mean, if we got food stamps every now and again, parents would be cooking oxtails, crab legs. We could only get a bite. Assholes. I love you, mama and daddy. But, um, <laughs> uh, but I, it's just like you have to make something out of nothing. And it started, I started making, like, salmon croquettes. And I didn't know what it was called. I just knew if I took some salmon and I molded it together with this and maybe seasoned it and fry it or something it's going to be something. And I was doing, I just started doing breakfast. And then my dad would start saying he would take out meat in the morning or my mom would take out some meat and be like, all right, this is going to be dinner tonight. And I would just take initiative and just start cooking dinner. And after my few like bloody dinners, like <laughs> bloody chicken, wet stuffing, um, I started to get it. And I started to love the fact that everybody loved eating my food. It was like high. It was something I could control because I didn't get, I got picked on in school. So music and art, and I didn't know that cooking was an art yet. I just thought, I, I was just trying to feed my family. Like with, I mean, my parents provided, I was trying to make their life easier by, you know what I'm saying? Well, when you've got that many people in a house, it makes it easier for that many people in a house. And my older brother, he would cook too. Cause once, I mean, he's the oldest guy, rest of soul. He just passed in January. Um, Condolences. Thank you. Um, but he, he started it off. We used to like, he used to like make these extravagant tents, right? And you, it, when I say extravagant, like you make a fort and shit and you make a tent, this motherfucker, what you would have, you couldn't come in the room at all. It would be like six hours. But when you got in that motherfucker, you got a game room because he would put the TV right there and then have it blocked off. But you got to go through the thing. You would have your bedrooms and then you would have a walkthrough. It was dope as shit. And yeah. then we, we, we would like, eat dinner in there, tell stories in there all night. And then in the next, the next day he would make breakfast and we would eat breakfast in the tent or whatever. So he started it off and then it just, I went to school for business and I was like, why the fuck am I in here? I got, I got some economics, ma macro, I think I was in. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is, this is not who I am. Like I'm not, I can do a lot of shit. Counting is not what I do. It makes me sweat. I start like seeing spots and I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> but um so I was like this isn't for me and I went I found JTCC and I I my first day I was like I should have been here. I should have been got a degree. I should have been doing this shit. And plus it's just yes, yeah, so a 13 and then I think I was 16 when I saw the first my first infusion chef. She was out in LA. Oh god, I can't her name escapes me. I smoke too much, but she has dreads. She's black. She owns a 
restaurant out in LA and it's all cannabis infused and I was like oh my god this is what I want to do this is what I'm gonna do I want an infused tapas spa it's going to happen anything it's gonna be dope when I get it together because my sister's actually becoming an esthetician she graduates Thursday actually oh yeah um, what's she graduating from she went to the school that she goes to mm-hmm. is fuck if I know, but it's somewhere in Kernersville, y'all. It's a oh okay yeah not it's a it's a school it's it's a school it's better ones though so just saying um I'm trying to save y'all but uh I just want to we're trying to get together and you know I do the I want to have infused drinks with infused gourmet appetizers before you go and get your yeah it's it's a it's a I'm gonna just cap it right there. But that's, I mean, I just got plans for it because it is like, I mean, it's medicine. It is, it, it relieves is. anxiety. I mean, it's people who can't sleep. Mostly during the pandemic, the anxiety level was so tense and so high. I was out serving a lot of people that you would never expect would want me, but because people trust me, they know me, I've worked, you know, at different places that, you know, I see corporate people, I see all the, I mean, it's just a dope vibe. I'm a vibe pretty much, you know what I'm saying? I let you know, look, this is what I do. And I mean, I was putting people to sleep or I was keeping people calm. You know what I'm saying? Or I fuck you up. I don't give a damn. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, I got you. Um, and during the pandemic, though, that's when I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. It's always something I wanted to do, but it was like fight or flight. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't work. I tried working, but we couldn't work no more. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, well, I got to do something. And I do have, a, I did have a, yeah i had my daughter only i was pregnant but i had my daughter at the time so yeah i did get help with like the unemployment and things like that but um soon as i went back to work that shit was out the door like i stopped claiming it after a while actually because i did start my business and i was like you know what them boys ain't gonna be coming for me so let me claim this shit right here fuck your unemployment i'll work for mine so i mean i would love some food stamps i mean i I pretend like i'm okay but i want some food stamps like a motherfucker and a taco Food stamps and a taco every Tuesday. That's what I want. But I, I think that. I can get a burrito taco. Queso burrito. I did an infused version of that not too long ago. Nah, ago. shut oh, up. Oh, I did. It was, it was, shut up. It was lit, bruh. It was lit. Mm. Oh, God. It, I, I mean, it was so fucking good. I can't even believe I slayed that recipe like I did. I sold that shit. That, them tacos sold out in um, like two hours. Two hours. Burrito tacos. Ugh. Uh, the first time I saw him was like five years ago, and I can't remember who turned me on to him. This shit is, uh, it's amazing. Man, and look, it was, so I started talking about him, and then like, I don't know if it was because that's when the algorithm started forming and I didn't notice yeah, it. Yeah, But it seemed like once I started talking about it. Like Everybody it was, wanted a taco. Yeah, and it just, man, look. I don't know how old that taco, like, how, you know what I'm saying, like when it began, but damn. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, but it's like. Whew. I've, like I said, I've I've made certain things. Like I, I enjoy cooking to cook. Like I something about feeding people. Like I, I enjoy feeding people. I've, and I've it's cooked. It's a connection. You get a connection through food. You get a connect. That it's a peace of mind too. I mean, you come together. The flavors and everything involved. The time. The prep. Like everything. It's like oh my god. The fact that it tastes delicious. And and when you, I'm speaking as a chef now. I mean. When I actually have the time to eat my food. Because if I cook, I normally don't eat it. Because I'm just... 
I've been cooking it, tasting it, cooking it, tasting it. it. I'm done. I'm done. Y'all enjoy. Uh, I'll eat it tomorrow or some shit. No, I won't. I'm making something else. I don't even eat leftovers, so y'all come eat. But um, I just, I can taste every move I made in something that I cook. I can taste every move. Like, I don't care if it's mashed potatoes. I don't care if it's a taurine. Some gourmet shit. It's fucking gross. Looks like cat food. But whatever. I can taste every move I make. Like, okay, that's when I added the salt again. That's when I said, no, let me crack some more pepper on that. That's when I said, let me put this puree on it instead of that. I can, I love feeling that every move. And I love feeling that when I eat other people's food too. It's like, yo, I can tell they put extra love on this. Or I can tell they were scared. <laughs> there, yeah, most of, most of my cooking is uh, ironic. People used to ask me all the time. And uh, as a comedian, you know, I'll find it funny later. They'd be like... Do you just make Mexican food all the time? I'd be like, I, I mean, I just make food. Like, I, I just call it food. Like, I don't know if it's, but like it was, as I got older, it was just like, I, I could eat like that cheaper, you mm-hmm. know? And it was like, and when I was younger, we didn't like, like, I was raised on like Chuck Wagon and Spam. Yeah, same. And, uh, I hated Chuck Wagons, man. Spam I can fuck with. Chuck Wagons, God, I hated Chuck that Chuck Wagons shit. weren't bad. My dad used to eat, my dad used to eat liver pudding with a runny egg and my mom like chicken livers and here's the fucked up fried thing chicken livers no you like that shit yo fried chicken livers and hot sauce fried you got chicken livers right and now. hot no, sauce no fried chicken livers and hot sauce my mom made the I mean the fried okay it smelled delicious so every time we would come home we're like oh we about to fuck up some chicken you have to understand there's a, there's a certain some liver there's a certain consistency like they have to be like, when you bite into that outside, it's got to be, like, crunchy. It's... Like, it's got to be... Liver. It tastes like, ugh. Like, if, ugh, I had a flavor. It does it not taste, ugh. ugh. Like, it does that's not, what it tastes... If you ever want... If somebody goes, ugh, and you're like, what does that even taste like? Liver. Chicken liver. Fried chicken. And it's so fucked up, because you think, ooh, this is the best smelling chicken I've ever... Oh, my God. And then she puts it on a plate with the mashed potatoes and sweet peas or green beans, whatever the fuck they had in a can for 49 cents at the time. Yep. And a little bit of salt, pepper, butter. As soon as you bite into it, it's like, oh. And she used to watch me too because she knew I hated it. And she would crack up and be like, no, you're going to eat that shit. I mean, <laughs> it's funny, but you're going to eat that shit. I would cry. I would cry. I remember when she gave us okra. She she was so, because my parents had, a, had us young. So they used to fuck with us, man. She, we were really like, yo, what's for dessert? Okra. Yeah. Okra. You're going to love it. She gave us bland ass okra and watched us eat it. For dessert? Because <laughs> it was slimy and we didn't know. So we start eating it and we're just, ah, ah, ah. And she is cracking up. And ever since then, well, I started eating okra later, but my dad cooked it in like tomato sauce and sugar and he would do this okra stew. Delicious. Fried okra, lovely, but the way my mama did us was fucked up. It was so fucked up. <laughs> but, I, I, I got I get used to okra and gumbo. Yes, I love me some gumbo. I need to make gumbo. I've never made it before. Gumbo, look, I I've got one recipe that somebody gave to me that I have showed somebody mm-hmm. that says that it's for for me making it. They were like, it's not bad, and it's like that roux. The roux's the whole thing. Okay. The roux, the whole well, I thing. I can fuck up a roux now. Yeah, you gotta make you gotta make a a a, 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 a milk chocolate roux, milk chocolate or dark chocolate roux. Well, like a cho- 
like a Espanol? Or are you doing an Espanol? Though? No, like like it's... Oh, like, like a tomato sauce? Y- you, no, just, just root. Just root. Oh. Just root. Oh, just and you root. get it brown brown? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then you put your Trinity in there. Okay. Once you put your Trinity in, add a little bit of the Pope. And then, you know, sweat that, pick your meats, and it just... Yeah. Okay, how long does it take you to make a good combo? Four to six hours. Okay. Bare minimum. That's how long it takes to make the meat for the burrito. About four to six. Yeah. Unless well, make, you got to an Instapot. Well, I mean, Instapots, Instapots aren't fair. My little brother's got an Instapot, and his, like, yo, yo. Mine is pretty sweet. Oh, I don't have one yet. And then somebody one. gave it to me. I got two. Uh, one, one was my Nana, so I kept that one. But the other one, somebody just gave to me. A friend of mine from work. Thank you, Katie. And she, um... That shit's so nice. That's how I made the... Because I was like, this Maria Taco's going to take fucking forever. I got to feed my kids, damn it. And then uh, that was the first time I made the Maria Tacos. The second time I did it, I infused it. And, um, man, I was like, let me see a recipe like Instapot. They say the Instapot's the shit. Let me see this motherfucking Instapot work. It worked. It fucked my head up. That shit was so damn... But then I was like, I know it said only an hour, but I'm going to let that shit suffer for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Pick your time. Fuck it. It's three hours. Yeah. Why not? Because it said an hour to get it done. And I was like, fuck it, let me go for three. Because I'm a savage in this bitch. That shit was so good, juicier than booty. Like, well, it should be juicier than booty. Booty can be a little tight. But either way. And, uh, yeah, uh, depending on the booty. <laughs> it depends on where the booty was cultivated from. That is for sure. The cultivation of the booty always matters. <laughs> if, it, if it was this season's crop or if it was from seasons yawn before. <laughs> Sometimes them yawn before be all right. They be all right. A little loose. A little loose. A little soft. There's, there's another man. There's there's a comedian. I won't say his name because it's just, but he's, there's a bit that he does. And he says something like loose coochies in, in, in the middle of the bit. And it's a throwaway bit that he did one time. And I swear to God, like, I've never, I never heard him do the bit. I've only heard about the bit. And, like, once every three months I look at him, I'm like, you got to do loose coochies. And he just, he won't do it. He's like, it was a throwaway. It was a one time. I was like, you uh, have to do this bit. What's a throwaway in the comedian world? Then? So like, a, like if, if a phone rings at a show, like, so I did a show in a Roanoke, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I was a promoter uh, and, a, and a comedian named L.A. Preston. And uh, there was somebody whose phone rang the front of the show. I was like, no, go ahead and answer it. Pick it up. That's fine. And I was like, give me the phone. And I don't fucking talk to him. Really. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> that's a throwaway. Like, uh, you know, uh, like. Oh, something okay. That's not I got hacky. you. Like, he happened to. He was able to work that out as something like that was like an interaction or a, just it. a crazy thought he had. Throwaway. Like, but he, he remembers <clears throat> it? Well, yeah. You you have to. I got, I got another buddy who, uh, who just released. Eric, this is a plug for you, uh, so <laughs> you can go ahead and um, there's a, there's a guy named comedian Eric Brown, uh, okay. and and uh, he's Eric Brown's hilarious. He's uh, I'm so I'm I, I love being able to count him as a peer uh, mm-hmm. and as a friend. He's a great comic, um, mm-hmm. fantastic. Is he local? Uh, hmm? local. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, most of the comics I know are local, okay. and most of the comics I know that are local, I think, are motherfucking fire. Like, I gotta um, come to this spot. Yo, it's it's crazy. But uh, EB, he, uh, fuck. He does a skit, Loose Coochie. No, 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 it's not Loose Coochie. That's not Eric Brown. That is not Eric That's Brown. That's not him. I'm, I, no, but he, he, runs, he runs a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, why did I bring Eric Brown up? There was something. Throwaway jokes. Throwaway jokes. Throwing the joke away. This is what happens when you smoke that shit. Yes. 
I guess that part was a throwaway. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, there no, we go. No, not a throwaway. Not a throwaway. It kicked up. Um, or t- talking about throwaway jokes. I have a, I have a buddy, uh, Eric Brown, mm-hmm. uh, who's a comedian, who just released a bit online that you can listen to on Spotify that's uh, called uh, Remembering Robert. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a joke about, or Forgetting Robert, I think. But it's, 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 it's a joke about uh, Robert Kelly. <laughs> and it is it is the best when when the when the when for the show's me, over I'll play it for you mm-hmm. it's um cuz he he's just it, it's and he did it one night just on a whim out of nowhere like it just no. happened and he did a he did like a five I think he I think he went like I think it went a little long I think it was like a 6 minute mm-hmm. but it was yo it I was, hope he annihilated that motherfucker. Everybody was, need to annihilate Robert. They do, but he is so. But the way he explains it, it's like, yo, it is like I've got a joke that that where I think anything's funny and anything can be funny, mm-hmm. like anything, and in the right context, yes. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean don't read the room, and that yeah. doesn't mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean be a dick. Yeah, yeah. But anything can be funny. It can. Right. Like, has anybody ever gotten? Uh, ran up on on stage. It'd be a ter- Chris Rock. It'd be a terrible mistake. Yep. It would be a terrible uh-huh. mistake because it's so yo like it's yo it's some it's some motherfuckers in this club. Let me tell you, like it'd be like it was our comedy scene. I feel is one of the most unique comedy scenes in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're a community. Would you like Laugh Factory? It's it's not like. Hmm. What's that? The Laugh Factory people always talk about. Well, the Laugh Factories. There's a bunch, of, and that's just like the Comedy Zone. There's yeah, a, that's what I was. There's thinking a bunch about. of those all over the place. Like, okay, they're okay. a franchise, but Idiot Box. There's there's one Idiot Box. Okay. There's well, there's one that I'm aware of, and there's in my opinion only one that counts if there's another. Heard. Um, but like all the comics there, we all we all fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. Like we all like each other. We all vibe with each other. We all interface with each other. Mm-hmm. Like people give each other tags and jokes and yeah. like. We understand if somebody's better than us, that doesn't mean we can never get that level. You need somebody that's better than you around you to make you better. Yeah. Like, and that's how you continue loose and everybody grow. And then there's a lot of us who have started to realize that, like, yo, I don't have to be LeBron to get a ring. Like, as long as I'm on the same team as LeBron, I get a motherfucking ring. Totally with that. So, it's a a cultivation of people who, that's why I started doing the show again Mm -hmm. this way. That's why, you know, other guys have their podcasts. Uh, my buddy David Goolsby, Guap is the Uwap podcast. Yeah, and it's yeah. fucking, his is fantastic. I'm uh, still working on mine. I had like, so uh, I was actually like kicking it off. And I, I'm still, I mean, it's still definitely easy talk with Chef Najee Naj all the time. But when Big Bro passed, like in January, I just, you know, I kept working, but I stopped working. You know what I'm saying? It was it, like, I, what was I, an autopilot? Yeah. Yeah. So. It was like, man, it has so much content because I like to write my stuff out first. Then I like to, you know, do my research on it. Then I like to, you know, attack what I'm about to do. So, and it's different shit because I'm a travel agent, I'm a chef, I'm all these things. So I'm like, you know, I'm just talking about life and all its things. But it's like the consistency fell off because it was like, oh God, I'm on autopilot and I can only mother, work, and try to focus on these two businesses. And that's, and that was just straight, ugh. I mean, like 2022. I just want to throw it in the trash sometimes, but I mean, it's had its, it's had its moments for sure. But, um, <clears throat> I get, I, I, when I started the business, I was so nervous cause it was like, I, I didn't know like who to reach out to and the people I would reach out to. It's like, they don't want to tell you the, the shit, like the good shit to do. So I had to just say, fuck it. Okay. Everybody's not going to be like me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start this community on my own where 
you think I'm coming to eat off of you or whatever. And the, the thing that really got me going, because I was nervous, somebody sent me a picture of a bread owl. And it was all these different types of bread. And it was like, I mean, just because it's a whole bunch of something doesn't mean that, you know what I'm saying, it won't, you know what I'm saying, it's not going to be successful. Wonder Bread was successful. Whatever bread you buy is successful. This bread is successful. Sara Lee is successful. It's all these different types of things and all these different cereals on the same aisle. They all getting sold. They all making money. They're all, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, I want to focus on being a blueprint. So um, everybody's always like, damn, you just out there and actually tell people what you got? Absolutely. I mean, I do it subtly, but I'll let you know what I got online. I'm going to let you know. I mean, you're going to have to figure out what the hell I just put out there. And then we can back channel some information. But you pretty much see what I got going on. My content is, I mean, as far as pictures and like certain videos go, especially my TikTok and things, it's there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm doing. You know what the fire emoji is. You know what the grass means. So it's like, come on, man. And they're like, oh, you really just putting it out there. Or the way I, because again, I did go to culinary school. So it gave me a little advantage as far as. And I'm a bit of an artist, so like I, I like to decorate. I like to make things pretty. I like to stack, and it, it helped me grow that artistry. So with doing that, it's like I'm doing something that, you know, people really ain't been seeing before. You've been seeing cereal treats and, you know, basic stuff that people can do, but it's like, nah, let me throw a little flair on that. You know what I'm saying? Let me make it worth $65. Let me, and my shit's cheap compared to the shit. When I'm vending and people are out here and I know what the hell I'm talking about. They're like, oh, well, what is this? Well, this is going to be the strand, uh, the str I always say strand, the strain of such and such and this and this is my sativa this is my indica this is where you want to go you know what i'm saying i know what the fuck i'm talking this about. is gonna pick you up this is gonna put you yes. down but i'm walking around and it's like oh this gonna get you fucked up this right here from cali straight from cali i've had some bullshit from cali there's there's bad weed everywhere so i'm like <sighs> i have bought huckabee from everywhere that I've ever been. Arizona didn't have that great a week. I have brought Huckabee. It's because everything in Arizona. From it was the, nice. From the marijuana to the people is dry. It was dry. It was really hot. Not humid like here. Green. But what the fuck is a sandstorm? And I got to relax. So what am I supposed to do? I, I, I stepped off the plane in Arizona. It was hot enough outside where I was sweating on the plane because the plane had an environment inside the plane. And we got off the plane in Arizona and it took me five minutes to realize that I wasn't sweating. But it's not because I wasn't sweating because my clothes were getting sweaty. There was no humidity in the air. The air was so dry Sorry. that as the sweat hit my arms, yeah. it evaporated into the <laughs> And Bruh. I'm just like, yo, a wind different blew, kind of heat. A wind blew past my face, like just ashy. <laughs> you ain't never lied. Me and my sister had to keep using her because she has bumble scent skincare. So we would sit, I plug. So we was um sitting there moisturizing like a motherfucker. Like, ah, damn, we black as shit. And how we black and white? I mean, come on, bitch. Let me get some of that. <laughs> but, I mean, I, it's beautiful though. It is a different kind of pretty though, because I'm used to not it's gonna flat. lie. Uh, it's flat, but it's. I'm used to the trees. Like coming home, and you see the trees, and the, it's like it's very it's green out beautiful. here. It's very green out it's here. It's beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. Coming, but I went to Asheville not too long ago. I visited the hot springs and Pixar National Forest. Dope ass water fountain, water fountain, waterfall. Excuse me. I'm sure they got great water fountains too. And um, just to drive back the mountains and the tree, it's like damn, this is pretty as shit. I'm sure Colorado is pretty fire too. Colorado's Colorado's pretty dope. Um, now I know 
Um, we've got an event that we need to go over, and there's a oh, couple yeah. of things I want to talk about as well. But we got to pay the bills real quick, so stick around, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll be right back. Woo! All right, guys, appreciate y'all hanging out. You know we got to run ads because you know I gotta keep the lights on in this place and continue upgrading the show so we can have video content and we can continue to grow. So uh, we always uh, thank you. And so uh, you were saying, um, you know, and like I was saying before we went to the break, uh, you've got an event coming up. And uh, I was so glad that we were able to get to talk and get you in before this. Like, because we're going to get this one out. Uh, this one's going to publish uh, tomorrow. So okay. you, you guys will see this uh, on the 7th um, will be when you, see, when you see this one. And this one's just going so we can run that through and get it out because, uh, you know, we want to make sure we get all this talked about. So uh, what you got going on? So me and my sister, uh, Bumble Sense Skincare, she owns that, Darian Byroom. Happy anniversary, I love you. Um, and my business, Southern Munchies, we're doing a back-to-school fun fest. So we have kids. She has 4,000 kids. No, she has four. But I, um, we love the kids, and, you know, they're about to go back to school August 29th, for y'all who don't know, and y'all, you know, smoke like I do. They are definitely going back on the 29th. And we are hosting a back-to-school fun fest in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at Sermon's Drop-Off. It's um, going to be from 12 to 6, August 27th. It's on 2101 Peters Creek Parkway, 27127. And I am still looking for vendors. I would love to have a food truck or two out there. That would be so great. Um, there is a vendor's fee, and you can go on the website www.bumblesenseskincare.com to register. And if you want to be a sponsor, there's also sponsorship availability. And we're also doing donations, so if you want to donate, if you can't actually go or you can't be a sponsor, it's totally fine. We're taking donations, and you can look on our site. And basically, it's like you pick a day. And you donate that amount. So if you pick the 18th, 18 bucks. You pick the 27th, hey. And, or if you want to donate more, that'd be great. All the proceeds are going to go to these children who need stuff for back to school. I mean, we're helping the teachers. We're helping the kids. I mean, we're just, we're a community. And it takes a village to make sure that our generations of the future are going to be straight. They got to know we care about them. And you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of young parents out here like myself. We need the help. I need the help. So it's just dope that we can do this event. And I'm excited. August 27th is going down. Yeah, we'll definitely make sure we put links for that in the show. Um, I'm sure we can uh, I'm sure uh, we can reach out through it. In the future, if you guys ever want to throw anything, I'm sure uh, I can scare up a couple comics. Please. Uh, oh, to, that'd be great. I do a, um, also, I do a poetry. Uh, I usually vend. At, last night, I did a uh, vending at a poetry slam. So... That's been on the up and coming, the rising. It usually happens in Greensboro, I believe, on uh, Market Street. So it was nice that they did it in Winston Salem, but the turnout is way better in Greensboro. I'm not gonna lie. So where's where's it up? What's the name of the? Um, the name of that. It's not the artist block, is it? Um, shoot, I gotta look it up. I, I'll find it real quick for you. But yeah, it's usually ran by. Let me see the vendors. Oh, my connection is being weird. NC Vendors and Vending Opportunities. My girl Morgan Myers is uh the she runs that pretty much and they do let me see. I mean they do everything. They actually had a comic uh do something the other I wanna say it was last night. Um God and he's this black dude that I met and he's so dope and I cannot even Oh, there he is, Jawan Cat. Jawan Cap. Yes, sir. Jawan's a cool dude. Yeah, he was just doing an event. Um, 
I guess it was sweet. He's at a place called Sweet Vibes, I see. But, um, boom. It's, it was, yeah, it was yesterday. He did an event. And I want to say it was Greensboro. Yeah, Juwan, uh, I've I've met Juwan a couple times. Mm -hmm. um, I've got I've got friends that are comics that have done work with him. Uh, guys like David Goolsby and Eric Brown um, that I know have done stuff with him. And uh, then uh, Eric knows Juwan as well. Um, and Juwan... Man, he's so cool. He loves my food, so I'm like, yes! Yeah, Juwan, I haven't got the chance to work with Juwan. I'd love to, but uh, I know who Juwan is. He's great people. And there's another one, actually, that's coming up, the Cutting Up Comedy Show. Like, if you go to NC Vendors and Vending Opportunities, you can see all of this stuff that pops up, like the Cutting Up Comedy Show... Looks like that's going to be in Jamestown, North Carolina on the 13th. And um, I don't know, Byron Gee, Chris Mons, uh, Ethan Peets. I don't know. I've never been to a comedy show. So I'm going to start getting on it. Cause, what, what, I, what I would recommend to you, if you want to see some true fire mm -hmm. and true fire. So, um, I like I said, I, I freak with the idiot box. And it's like I say. Idiot box. I, I, uh, I, I didn't get to say this on, on another show that we got recorded. But uh, I'll go ahead and say it because I usually do. When I do comedy, I prefer to do mm -hmm. comedy at the Idiot Box Comedy Club. Uh, I don't think there's anywhere better in North Carolina to go see comedy. I, uh, I think just the environment that the owners uh, have created there is so mm -hmm. great for comics. I'm not saying there's other good places to see comedy. I'm not saying that. I'm not Absolutely. saying you can't have a comedy show, but I'm saying like at other places. But I'm saying my favorite place to do it is at the Idiot Box and okay. some of the greatest shows you'll see there. For example... Uh, in September, we will have uh, the North Carolina Comedy Festival. It's the second through the eleventh, um, and there's you're gonna we're gonna uh, four hundred comics, mm -hmm. four hundred like like it's the the amount of comics that that submit are insane, and so you cultivate these shows and like it's a week of shows, mm -hmm. like and multiple shows a day, four to five shows a day in different locations, all over the city. Just I'm with it, and and it's all fire comics. Um, I will be. Uh, on the closing show on mm -hmm. Monday night, um, and that's going to be fire, and that's that's uh, the kickoff of the comedy portion. They do a sketch portion first. Mm -hmm. um, the sketch shows are fire as well. Like if you like stuff like Mad TV or Kids in the Hall or uh, all that, you know, oh, yeah. uh, any shows like In Living Color Mad shows TV? like that, that. That's all. Ah! Yeah, that's all. So like sketch writers that do stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's the first couple of days of the show, and they come from uh, comics from all comics and sketch artists from all over the world, all over the world come to this. Um, and like I said in, in a lot of podcasts too, the owner is Jenny, uh, Jenny Stencil. Uh, she's one of the best improv comics on the planet. Wow. Not in the, not in the county, country, state, planet. Okay. Uh, Steve Lesser as well. County, country, state, planet, like planet. Two of the best improvisers that there are. And uh, they've just cultivated this amazing culture. So right. if you would like to come to some shows, Hell I would, yeah. I would definitely check out the festival. Okay. Um, for sure. That's 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 the main thing coming up. We also got Eddie Pepitone on uh, August nineteenth, and Eddie Eddie is a comedy god. Uh, definitely, definitely gotta check him yeah, out. Check um, yeah, I gotta check out all these people. Jeez, man, it's it's. And I and, love comedy. I don't know how I haven't been <clears throat> on the local. Well, I mean, it's so I feel like I I I remember a couple shows pre pandemic, mm -hmm. you know, um, but it was. You know, I didn't hit my stride until last year, and it was after I got out of the hospital. See, last year was going to be my first festival, and I was going to volunteer the whole festival. Mm -hmm. I pretty much had the whole week to do whatever. I was going to mm -hmm. devote the whole week to just comedy, mm -hmm. and I was in the hospital. Um, nothing I could do. Like it was, you know, found life out sits I, you down. Yeah, found out I was diabetic, um, which you know, uh, with working through that, hopefully one day that'll be a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, then while I was in there, uh, COVID pneumonia and uh, oh, Delta variant, and uh, it just. And I sat at home with a week, and it ravaged me. So it like I was at the whole festival. I'm in the hospital. The whole festival, 
And um, so this year it was, for me, the honor this year was just getting accepted. Yeah. Because the, the amount of, I couldn't tell you the amount of applications that she gets. Mm. I couldn't tell you. It's, it's an ungodly amount. Enough to where, like, so we have to cut off, she has to cut off submissions in April to be able to get ready for a festival that she has every September. Damn. Like, she'll start getting submissions for the next festival, like, that day. at the start of the year. Oh, okay, okay, You know, okay. like, that's when she'll start prepping for okay. September, you know? Damn. So, you know, that's when okay, people start submitting. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, it's highly cultivated. And where is it? The Idiot Box. Uh, oh, it's a whole festival at the Idiot Box? Well, most of it's at the Idiot Box. Uh-huh. There's, there's going to be a couple shows at, like, Brewer's Kettle. There'll be a couple okay. shows at the Carolina Theater or uh, one of the theaters downtown. Uh, there'll be a couple shows that scattered all over the place. I mean, it's uh, but dope. it's uh, but it's all ran by, the, the you know, uh, the Idiot Box Comedy Club is who puts it all on. Wow. Um, and it's it's just... The community that that everybody that comes here and it's 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 comics from all over the United States. Mm-hmm. It's amazing touring comics. Um, guys like Sean Patton have been there previously. Um, uh, <clears throat> you know um, Mo Alexander. Uh, you know guys like that or guys who like love this play. And uh, Jojo Castillas is another out of town comic that I see up there from time to time. And when they come through, all they can talk about. Is like the scene here and how cool the scene is here as far as comedy because like we don't part. treat it like crabs in a barrel, mm-hmm. you know. We we treat it like like everybody everybody fucks with everybody, you know. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't. It's just it's so much fun, man. It's so much fun. Dude, I need to get a food cart and just come sit out there. Y'all don't have any food around here. There's just come a, sit outside. Now let me stop. The regulations in Greensboro are nasty. Yeah. Nasty. But, yo, go Greensboro. <laughs> but the regulations out here don't have a food truck anywhere. Woo! I'm surprised they can have a food truck festival. Man, it, that, yo, that festival was crazy. I know. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. I had, a sh- I had a show that night at the comedy club. So I park at the comedy club. I walk in and say, what's up to everybody? We, we, I like, I like chug through a water and we just take off walking. Like, and I show up in like gym shorts and like a, a sleeveless like I'm in right now. Just because I know I'm going to be there. And like, dude, we're waiting in line and I found this rib truck. Yo, yo. Was it good? Yo, look. They were like, it's going to be, the the guys in the line were like, yo, they say it's a 45 minute away from this Woo. point. I was like, I don't care. Fuck that. I man. don't I care. can't do it. Well, we were smart though. We found a row of trucks and it was like six of us and we all broke up and we all hit a different truck and all the lines were about long, but then we all bought, like everybody cashed after everybody money. Like everybody bought like two plates or whatever, like two different apps and everything. Then we all like came together in the middle, found us a little spot on the steps and then just fucking so smart. jammed. When is that festival again? Let me stop. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch. Of, I think there's one going on at Brewer's Kettle on Sunday. Seriously? I think so. I'm pretty sure there is. Uh, Robert Evers, who uh, who runs that night, I've, I've, I think I've ran into Robert one time. I hear a lot of good things about him too. I mm-hmm. think he's, I think he's talking about hanging it up just to strictly switch to more of a promoter, but he's still going to keep stuff at Kettle going. So, okay. uh, but I'm pretty sure I saw where he said something about that. So. Um, I know he does that there, and uh, I I gotta get out to kettle more. There's a lot of that, that's the thing about comedy is, you find your home club and you love it, but the trick is you have to is doing it other places. Yeah, like yeah. I've 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 been to Virginia and done it. I go do it in Winston. You know, okay. I've been to Burlington. I've been to Raleigh. Where in Winston? That's where I'm at. Monster Cave. Oh, uh, that's my boy Matt. I was telling you about. He decorated there. Dog, that's yeah. crazy. Monster Cave on Mondays. Right down on Maine. Acadia. Acadia. My boy, he the artwork you see in there. My boy Matt did the oh, one yeah. that does the jackets and shit. 
That yeah, dude. Well, he was one of them. But um, and my little brother likes to go in there. So I love Monster Cave. That's a that's a dope little spot, man. Yeah, I usually pop up on Monster Cave. I try to do it like every other Monday. It's on Mondays. Mondays. Okay. Monday. Every Monday they have every comedy. Mon- every Monday they have live comedy. Cause the dude with the bartender with the look Game of Thrones, he's still there. Uh see, I always see Chopper there. A uh, little short guy. Nah, is he dressed like a dungeon master? Mm, I don't know. I, maybe. Okay. I love that guy, though. I mean, that is called... How did you accessorize like that? But either way. I mean... <laughs> I mean... He looks like a straight... Like, a fabulous... Paladin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I love it, though. I'm like, yo, I will never forget you. Yeah, I don't know if I've met him or not, but the, the, I, I call the bartender that I run into all the time, Chavo. Yeah, okay, um, okay. He's he's awesome people, um, but the, Phil Warren runs the show out there, um, and I mean it's it's a fire show. Um, it it pulls okay. a lot of it pulls a lot of crazy comics down there. Shoot, Eddie Pepperton showed up there before. I mean, like it's it, we got to beat Eddie. Apparently, we got to meet Eddie. Eddie, Eddie that thing. Eddie Eddie's crazy. I mean, like Cabell Wilkinson. Usually hits up Monstercade. Uh, there, there's another guy who's been in the comedy scene for, for a minute who I, I greatly respect. That's uh, uh, Zoe Myers. Uh, okay. Uh, or, or, or as we as we call him, King Zoe. Uh, King Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. Zoe is. I gotta get out. Of there, Zoe, Zoe is Zoe is a, Zoe is one of those guys that I just look at as like he's got such this like, like he's got this crazy intellect. It's mad like mm-hmm. a fox though. Like it's yeah. just it's just so like so like his. His takes on jokes are so. Like just, I love, I love the way I'm he tells come jokes. Out there Mondays, yeah. Well, whenever Monday, you just let me know when you're gonna be there. I'll definitely. It's only like ten minutes away from where I'm at, so. I love Monster Cave, C A D E. Monster Cave, like arcade, but with monsters. Okay, in front. I thought it was Cave. So he was like, "No Cade." I think he was trying to say to me, and I was like, "No Cade, motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. Let's go to the cave. Shit, they got tequila." But uh, <laughs> but they were doing music the night I went. Um, so they they just had the guy who played the uh, fire saxophone from Lost Boys. Up oh there. man! Yeah, oh. I told my wife. Yo, my wife loves Lost Boys, and I forgot to tell her that he was going to be up there. And she looked at me and she was like, "Do you love me?" <laughs> she didn't really say that, but I just, dude. I mean, for the I, sake of comedy. I was thankful I found out Nas and Wu Tang was coming in September, but I'm gonna be at an event, so it's like, ah, yo, Wu Tang like, is one of the best. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Shows. I, mean, I have ever. Been I really want to see this show like that, but I, I chose to go to like this convent. It's a Black Pretty and Paid Homecoming event um, that I'm going to in Atlanta. It's going to be a lot of entrepreneurs there, a lot of people. That's just good for business. So I just, I'm glad I decided to go to that instead of going to see Wu Tang and my. Oh, I'm in love with Nas. He is one of the greatest lyricists of all time. So, to me, him Rhapsody. Nas, yeah. Nas is fire. Nas yeah. is fire. Wu Tang's fire. Wu oh, um, That's going to be a good one. You like Pharaoh Monch? I gotta listen to him again. It's been a while, bro. Dude, it's been a while. Simon Says is amazing. It's been a while. And you said Lost Boys, and I immediately started thinking Ghetto Boys. Like, immediately. I was like, yeah, Scarface is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to Ghetto Boys in a minute. Dude, uh, well, you only see, like, one or two, I think. No, the second one, yeah, I've seen him a few times. Like, I didn't even know that was him until they was like, yeah, that's your boy. I was like, oh, shit. He's still alive? What was I forget what his name was, but I was like, oh shit! I think I was watching him on like Vlad TV or something like that. And Vlad then, TV's crazy. It's okay, yeah, I like Vlad. But Drink Chance is my shit. If podcasts is I Drink Chance, drink, drink Chance. That's 
I will feel like I've made it if I made it to Drink Champs, Chef Edition. <laughs> I, uh, I I probably listen to Rogan's podcast more than anybody else, which I catch a lot of flack for because uh, I... Rogan. But, but now, mind you... To each his own, man. I listen to Rogan as a comedian who's listening to a comedian. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I get a... I've already got a weird, like, look on most things. I mean, he had me until he didn't have me. And then I was like, ooh. But, <sighs> but the, cra- the thing I like about Joe, though, is it's like, if you listen to him, he tells you straight up, he's like, yo, like... For, and he'll tell you, like, even in his comedy, he tells you, for the sake of comedy, I'll lie. Like, if somebody's in front of me and they say something outlandish, you know, and if I'm on the air and I don't want to just immediately halt the conversation because I'll just be like, well, sure, and I'll keep going. But he's like, I totally lied. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got a man who says, you know, uh, he'll say something, but he's like, but it's my opinion, and I'm an idiot. Like, who am I to, like, like you shouldn't, it's like he says, you shouldn't formulate your opinions based on what one person says. You He's should, telling you, look, bro. You should look at the general consensus of opinions. I'm not like, but now there's some stuff that he says where I'm like, uh huh. But as as a comic, it's like that, and I love the comics he brings on. I can, I can like do it. like Duncan Trussell when Duncan's on, it's always amazing. Um, he's got this segment called Protect Your Parks with um, Shane Gillis, mm-hmm. um, Mark Norman, and Ari Shafir. Uh, Ari's from here. Okay. Ari's Ari's fucking. I love I mean, I love all comedy. Like, you can't really hurt my feelings at all. Like, I love comedy. Like, I I get the joke, even if it's horrible. People go, oh, it's it's a horrible joke. Bro, if it's good, it's good. Like, lay it on me. I mean, mute your words where you have to because, I mean, I'm black. It's like, come on, man. And I'm not the one where I'm going to give you the G card. Like, you can, you know, you can't just say the N word to me. Like, no, okay. But I still love you. I've had so many friends who fucked up once, and it was once. Only once. There's, there's, there's just, there's no context mm-hmm. where it's like, people have to understand that like. So when you low budget, uh, you know, technical difficulties happen. Uh, so It's good to learn you know, though. Cause I mean, people stepping in the game, man. It's like, yo. It's a, hey, look, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere and you start small. I love it. But, um, so, um, like I said, uh, I, I'm, I'm. The thin line of. Yeah. Well, Eric Brown, he just, uh. I'm gonna he's, listen to this Eric Brown. He, he's he's got a he's got a joke where he talks about there's no nuclear option for white people, mm-hmm. like and it's just I, I won't spoil the man's joke. Heard okay but it's, okay. It's because I mean I'm not gonna spoil the man's joke, but it's the when he said that that resonated in my head, and it was like because you know growing up one way and then finding out you're something completely different is like, you know there's no passe for a lot of stuff. Yeah, like. And I know what I've said previously to certain friends, mm-hmm. and like I had some people where it was just like everything was everything with everybody. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, as as I got older and ventured more out into the world, I was like, oh, all right. So like, I mean, you got people who don't give a fuck though. My brother didn't give. A, my older brother, God rest his soul, didn't give a fuck. He he'd be. I mean, in his main, th- he was at Monster Cave like type of style places. He was a black dude wearing a fishnet with black nails, like you know what I'm saying. Like he was that dude. But I mean. Woo, he didn't care who he was. He'll drop that word, no problem. He'll do whatever. He didn't give a fuck. Like, he just, it is what it is. And then he was smart enough to know how to defend himself when it happened or whatever. Me, I just don't get hung up on it. I, I mean, I've never lost a friend because, you know what I'm saying, they came out of their mouth any kind of way. Like, it's usually in a joking form or something like that if I've ever heard it the one time that I've heard it out of it. And it's like, ah, nah, we can't do that. But uh, I love you. You know what I'm saying? It's never. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Like when you get into it at work with somebody and you work at a restaurant or a bar, it's like, man, fuck you, fuck you. And then two hours later, y'all having a beer. Yeah. We're cool. Like, you know, sometimes you just got to know your boundaries. Like with everybody is different. Everybody has way different boundaries. Like I said, I've never like, 
Now, if you say it to hurt me, like if you say bitch to hurt me, if you say black motherfucker to hurt me, shit, we gonna shoot the ones. You know what I'm saying? It's how you talk and how you are. I mean, I, like I said, I love comedy, so it's hard to it's hard to hurt my feelings. Yeah, well, and context is everything. So I'm being context. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say first of all, thank you so much for coming. Of course, on. thanks for um, me. Uh, we're definitely gonna put this link in. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put up the word as much as I can to as many friends. See what we can do. But next time you guys throw something, reach out before, and we'll we'll definitely get a group of comics to come out because we love doing stuff to help people. We love helping kids too. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, I will say, uh, in in the realm of context, I gotta figure out where I put my paper because uh, I've got a little bit that I do at the end of my stuff, and I can't okay. remember the damn questions <laughs> off the top of my head because of. Reefer. Indeed. Always blame the reefer. Uh, that's, I mean, it never that's, gets mad at you. That's, that's my cop out. <laughs> that is my cop out. All right, cool. So, um, mm-hmm. when I restarted the show, I started with the premises I wanted to have great conversations with cool people. Um, so, uh, in that, um, the person that showed me how to do that uh, was a guy named James Lipton. He used to host this thing called Inside the Actor Studio on yes. Bravo Channel where he had different actors on and talked yes, to Bravo him. Yes, Bravo Williams is my favorite one on there. My favorite two episodes uh, featured who I think, in my opinion, is the second greatest comic of all time, uh, and it's Dave Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle wanted to talk to James when he first came back, and he was the only one that he would talk to. Mm-hmm. And then after that, not many episodes after, Dave came back and was a host himself mm-hmm. and interviewed James And the only time that James was interviewed on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the show, they asked this thing called the Pivo Questionnaire, which is a really cool way to find okay. out stuff about people. So um, until somebody from Bravo calls me and says, I can't do this anymore. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> the Pivo Questionnaire. Oh, not sure. What is your favorite word? Motherfucker. What is your least favorite word? Can't. That's something. What What stimulates your mind creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Oh, that's a good one. What stimulates my mind? I have to say marijuana and the idea of travel, visuals of travel, like seeing. I like watching YouTube and watching like travel videos. I'm a travel agent, so I like studying on different places to go. Bali is my... I will be there. Spread my ashes in Bali if you're listening. Keep going. What turns you off? What turns me off? Like, what do you mean? Like, how? <laughs> what turns me off? What turns me off? Oh, okay. In a work-related environment, what turns me off is great skill shit attitude. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, once again, motherfucker. <laughs> Sometimes I get two different ones on there. It's all good. What sound do you love? The sound of the ocean. What sound do you hate? Nails on a goddamn chalkboard. That is the best answer that we've had in in the time that we've been doing the show, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Take note. This is somebody who understands. I've heard a lot of like, the sound of a wailing dolphin in the middle of the... You ain't never gonna hear that shit. Nobody heard that shit. (laughs) Stop watching YouTube. (laughs) Change your algorithm. Um, What profession other than yours would you be interested in trying? Out of any of your professions, if you could pick one. Acting. What profession would you never like to get involved with? Um, I hate to say it, but child services. That shit's hard. And uh, finally, if God exists, what would you like to hear him say to you when you walk through the pearly gates? You made it. 
Also, probably the best answer that say <laughs> I've had one other person say, uh, "Tell me a joke," and that one really, <laughs> that's that one great. really touched that's me. That's good. Uh, so it was. So um, thanks so much for coming on. Let Thank everybody you. know where they can find you. Oh. Uh-huh. Sucky, sucky. So, because of hackers, you can now find me on Instagram, Chef Naji Naj22. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Southern Munchies. That's Southern, and then Munchies with a Z. And then, if you just want to be my friend, I'm Naja Nicole Hines on Facebook as well. I have Easy Talk with Chef Naji Naj. I'm gonna get back into the podcast game. No, I'm not on this level at all yet, but it's um, actually already on Spotify. If you ever want to like hear me shoot the shit. And, um, yeah, catch me at Village Tavern if you're ever hungry. Just don't, I, I ain't giving you no free shit. But, you know, you can ask me. I'll say, what it do? <laughs> yeah, let me know when you get started back up. I'd love to come on. Oh, my God, okay. That would be so dope. I'll gladly come on. I'll cook something to bring it to you. It might not be infused, but I'll bring it to you. It's fine. I like food, as long as it has meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Love y'all. Woo! That was